Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Down for the Count. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to the show. So we're going to review some Survivor Series predictions. We want to make sure we get all that stuff in because today is Survivor Series. Now, Survivor Series isn't what we expected it to be this year. And with everything going on, everything's been a little lackluster when it comes to build-ups. But we're hoping that in the end, the matches pull out and make it a great pay-per-view. So we're going to give you guys our predictions for Survivor Series. And of course, they've made Survivor Series this year all about The Undertaker's Dirty 30. So we're going to speak about that. Our girl, Nicole, had to dip out because she has something she had to do. She had to work, life, you know what I'm saying? So big ups to Nicole. We always try to get her information in here. So I'm going to get her predictions for you guys. And I will post them on our Instagram. And we'll post all our, our predictions on Instagram so you guys can see who we chose for Survivor Series to be the winners or the victors in each of the matches. So I hope you guys love this episode of Down for the Count. Of course, towards the end is where we talk about Undertaker's Dirty 30, the years he's dedicated to WWE, and how Survivor Series is dedicated to them, to him, and how we feel about it. So, you guys, let us know what you think about Undertaker being the dedication or rather the soul aspect of survivor series this year and you can always 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 hit us up in voice message or you can hit us up in our um, instagram posts i make it so that everybody is capable of giving us their opinion about everything that we're talking about now we are going on a hiatus this week after survivor series is over the only time you will hear from us again is if something very very massive happens and of course you have War Games, which is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. War Games is late this year, but I'm okay with it. It is happening on December 6th, and we're going to try very hard to at least give you guys some um, recap or our opinion about War Games. We're going to keep it short and sweet because we want to be able to take our break and refresh. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. Make sure you look out for our wrestling news recap this week as well. And I'll see you guys in there. All right. Survivor Series is tomorrow. And the match card is as follows. Roman Reigns is going up against Drew McIntyre. Alexis, who you got? I think this is bullshit, honestly. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Well, damn. Yeah, man, because I'm not a big, I'm not the world's biggest Randy Orton fan. I've stated that before. The, you know, I I like what he's doing now, but. There, it makes no sense. First of all, I'm mad at you because I didn't watch Raw this week. And you, of all fucking people, didn't tell me that six foot five Scottish hunk of Drew McIntyre came out with a goddamn broadsword and a kilt. You, of all people, did not tell me. Get her. The, the slander, the lies, the betrayal. 
trifle, trifle deaf in this ear. I'm sorry. What was that? I'm a trifle deaf in this ear. What was that? What didn't I do? She said, she said you Oreo milk dipping. Cake baking, betrayal, lying, WWE posting, didn't tell our family member, Miss Alexis, how you didn't inform her that Drew came out in his Scottish gimmick. You were so concerned about getting your videos up on Instagram and your comments up on Instagram that you couldn't go and inform her. The betrayal, the backstabbing. The yellow flag on the plate. Wow, you are laying it on so thick. This I literally wrote a fucking blog about it. <laughs> that is not the point. No, you too, Janae. You fucking too. You yeah. did not tell me. No, y'all on this show. What she did. I wait a minute. I said something about it. I didn't tag you in it because <laughs> you have to say. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't. Here's the thing. I wasn't around. Here's the thing. I wasn't around back then when Drew came out with the whole thing. Remember, I, I wasn't. Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, let me finish. I wasn't around. I just got back into wrestling. I didn't know Drew had that whole skirt sword thing. So when I saw that on TV, I didn't. The the kilt. I didn't know he had the kilt with the sword. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's dope. I didn't know that that like that was your thing that that you really wanted to like know about. I didn't know that because I was I, I, I didn't I didn't say nothing. I just figured because I <laughs> you know that you would see it. See, I didn't know. So I have a I have an out. Tiff doesn't. If I would have known like that was like I know. Yeah, I didn't know that. If I would have known that that's what you like, oh, I would have tagged you. I would have tagged you. I would have added music to it. I would have I would have added music to it. I would have added a whole soundtrack. It would have been a baby making kind of thing. I would have highlighted it with I would have highlighted the whole thing. No, I would have told you. Listen, you heifer. Listen, I, I would have I would have printed the picture, put it on a pigeon's leg, and sent it to your house in Tennessee. Oh, oh I would have sent no, it. No, the fact, <laughs> the fact that this man came out with a kilt and a goddamn broadsword. The only shit you know about me, both of you, didn't I didn't know. I didn't know though. I didn't, didn't know. Bullshit. <laughs> I didn't you know, know how I am, Janae. Okay, I, you don't know. Need no, I know how you are. I know how you are with Samoa Joe. Now, if Samoa Joe came out with a kilt and a sword, I'd have been like, "Girl, you need to see this. This is some shit. You need to see this." So, when it comes to Drew McIntyre, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know he he ever came out in something like that before because he I wasn't watching WWE in his early days in WWE. Yeah. I've never seen that. This is that was the first time I saw that. So I didn't know that that was your thing. If I would have known that was your thing, I would have sent it to you. Like, girl, do you see this man coming out in a kilt and a sword? By the way, belonged to Vince McMahon. It did. Yeah. It actually, I was Scotland too. Uh, yeah. Stephanie and Triple H picked it up for. Yeah. But that's besides the point today. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the question. Do not, not, not try to the subject on me. 
Y'all know I'm tagging y'all. You know I am Celtic. You know I have family from Scotland. You she know did. I have no. I, I have didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had family in yeah, Scotland. Scotland that you're Celtic. She be lying. She just no. Put that, no, I put that on my grandma to make she recipes. That I did not know. I did not know that. I did not know you were from Scotland or, and you were Celtic. I did not know. Disrespect. Yes, Tiff. Yes, Tiff. The disrespect. Your goddamn came off a romance novel cover, fucking Scottish Highlander motherfucker. Right. He did look like that. It was awesome. He looked like cover of a. He was like on. Tell me. He looked like he came out of a cover of a what tag story online. No, no, no. You know how much shit I have to sit through about Chris Jericho for this goddamn show, and none of y'all thought to tell me about Drew McIntyre. I sorry. I didn't know. If I was told, I would have told you. Y'all know me. I be tagging y'all and everything. I be tagging y'all my little dating stuff. I I would have told. I'm sorry, Alexis. You know, we, we love you. <laughs> Just don't yell at me anymore. <laughs> always be getting yelled at. If it ain't Alexis, she be getting yelled at by Songstrip. What? <laughs> you do. You do that. I just be, I just be asking if the girl sleep. That's it. Anyway. She be going at Tiff's neck. Anyway. I don't like the fact that Drew won the title after Randy only had it for a week. I thought it was going to be Randy versus Roman so Drew could be more protected. I, I got to go with Drew. When she says she she thought Drew would be more protected, it's because of the way Drew lost that hell in the cell. So when you look at would it make sense for Randy Orton to still be champion and then to lose it on Monday Night Raw so Drew could be the one to go up against Roman? It didn't really do much building for Drew because he was already built up at that point. It would have given Drew a solid win inside the cell to build up Drew. That's what she's saying. It's like you give him a secondary win so he can go up against Roman, but you could have given him a big win so when he goes up against Roman, he don't look like the underdog going in. And that's why they did that, to make Drew look like the underdog. So that's why she didn't like it. Because it's like Randy could get a 14th title. I mean, he's not going to be wrestling much longer, true enough. He's on his way out. And he doesn't want to wrestle full time. Cool. But you, if you were going to do this, you could have just gave Drew the, the W and had Randy take the belt off of Drew at TLC. It didn't have to go that far. So I understand her frustration. It just seemed like a pointless way to give Randy his 14th title. But we're not surprised because they've done this before. Charlotte gets pointless titles all the fucking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, be a 10 time she is. In four fucking years. Janae, <laughs> who you got? Drew or Roman? You're um, trying to keep Team Rohay or the yeah, Scott. Yeah. Oh my God, you pinned me. Oh my God, I have to do what you say. Um, <laughs> Real human being, I swear to God. 
If Roman comes out like a fucking tribal chief, I ain't telling y'all shit the day that you ain't watching Roman SmackDown. Yeah, I agree with uh, Alexis. I just don't understand. It made no sense to take the title off of Drew for, I think, that month only for him to get it back on that Monday. Like, it didn't really make any sense to me. You could have just had Drew win. um, Either have Drew win Hell in a Cell or maybe put the title on Randy sooner and have Drew win it back so so he can have something. Right. But the way Randy should have won. And then he might have won it back at Hell in a Cell. It would have made more plausible sense. It still would have been a hot potato thing. Mm-hmm. And you know Alexis doesn't like the hot potato thing. I quite enjoy when the title goes back and forth. She hates it, but I, I love it. Yeah, it would have made more sense if he would have dropped it earlier and then got his win back at Hell in the Cell. They could have ran the match back again on Monday Night Raw and Drew could have retained his title to solidify, yeah. like, you're not taking this title from me, which would have given more of a boost to Drew as far as going into the match with Roman Reigns. But here's my thing. Roman Reigns coming back he's been on fire with the promos the way that he wrestles he's just he's very gritty i don't see i don't see drew winning this clean um i'm I'm gonna go with roman on this one i feel like roman's gonna i feel like roman's gonna win i would be very shocked that they would give the way roman has been building himself and the whole character and his storyline i'd be really shocked if they had drew beat roman I'm gonna we're gonna get Nicole's picks later. Nicole had to leave. So um because we all got lives. Okay, and right now this don't pay the bills, baby. So we got shit we got to sell. So, so if y'all wanna donate some money and then we can talk about a topic you wanna talk about, just send Girl. us a little DM. Just throwing that out there. A little <laughs> little dollar or two, two fifty, two dollars and some quarters. <laughs> Y'all get me a money to go to a plane ticket so when I can go back to fucking Scotland, I can oh, be around these kind of men and rub it in their face. Let it go. Janae, she ain't gonna never let it go, Janae. We gonna be stuck no. in this hell. We gonna well, be like the Seth, we gonna be like a Seth Rollins Mysterio storyline. It just ain't gonna go away. <laughs> this ain't gonna go away. I'm starving. We starving. We starving. It's on our page. And you can watch it. And we talk and we talking about it now. We talking about it now. It doesn't matter when we talk about it. The fact that we did. And it's on YouTube. That goddamn Chris Jericho MJF fucking Disney musical number for you assholes. And you couldn't tell me about this. But you wasn't even no mind, Alexis. You were asleep. You were asleep. You were asleep. Okay. You You have my phone number, Tiff. You was looking at the back of your. You was looking at the back of your eyelids. You was looking at the back of your eyelids. I ain't got a leg to stand on. She took that. Yeah, I do. I do has my phone number. I do. I'm very easily could have been for her to call me and yeah. say, "Hey, Alexis, you need yeah. to turn on Raw." You got right me on that now. one, Tiff. You got yeah. me on that one. That's yeah, true. yeah. Hey, you have I my number too. So. Again, and Tiff can verify. And Tiff can verify, I didn't know that was his thing. Christmas, I, I got you. I promise I'm going to redeem myself. I promise. <laughs> I got it. I know what to do. I'm going to throw this those? book of Celtic tales at you next time I see you. I'm just going to slam it right to your face. Yeah, I, did, I did know she had that. That's my bad. I'm going to have to eat this one. My bad. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Liz. 
I'm so sorry. I love me so he pull out pull. Next, next match. Move on. Keep going. All right. Who you got, Tim? Let me apologize. I, can I say my? Can I say my pick? Can I pick? <laughs> no, because you have my goddamn phone number. I just want to say my pick. My pick is Drew. You know I love Drew. I just, I just want to say, I just want to say my pick. You're picking, you're picking Drew. I always pick Drew. You think he gonna win clean, or you think it's gonna be some shenanigans? I think um, if he don't win clean, he's gonna have something to do with Jay Uso. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I don't think Drew's gonna beat him clean. I think Roman might win, but if Drew does win, I feel like Jay Uso's gonna go and try and help, and he's just gonna fuck it up. Yeah, he's gonna mess it up. I think it's going to be, that's what the issue is going to be, is that Jey Uso is going to come in and cost Roman the match. And that would be the only way that um, Drew would win. But Drew would definitely need to. However, if Drew loses, that's going to lead to a match between him and somebody. Now, they could very easily continue on with Randy Orton, which more than likely WWE will lean back into because they're notorious for doing these things. Or maybe Miz might that they could lead up to, huh? I said Miz might try to cash in. Might he might? He better not. Um, you could it could very well lead. I don't think Miz is cashing in anytime soon, to be honest with you. But it very well could lead to a situation with Sheamus and um, Drew McIntyre battling it out. They could move into that, which I honestly wouldn't be mad about. It'd be new, it'd be different, and they, them two dudes in the ring together would probably snap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think got, if you, they got a lot of potential on Raw roster, so if they don't lead yeah. back into Randy um, and Drew's feud, they don't have to. That ending, that match they had Monday was very, very good, and mm-hmm. it should end the feud and be done with it. Um, but they can very much start. Well, you have to thank my brother for this because I didn't even think about Sheamus and um, Drew fighting, but it could very well get to that because they were. I was, I was thinking that looking at the promos that him yeah. and Sheamus was having, because at first I was like, what's the point of this? And I was like, wait, what if it's like they're cutting these promos and Sheamus wants like a, a, a match or something and Drew, something happened? Go ahead. No, I wasn't. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Sheamus, Sheamus went for Survivor Series. You can guarantee he's going after that. Well, I don't think gonna win. They're gonna build him up that way. Um, I'm gonna pick Drew. Um, Janae's picking Roman, and Alexis is picking Drew as well. I'm gonna get Nicole's pick, and then I will um give you guys her picks either on Instagram or in an editor's note in here somewhere. I don't want to keep y'all too long. This is late, and I need to post this tonight. So let's move on to the next match. Let's go back to let's go to the next championship match, which will be Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Oscar. Ooh. Alexis is going Oscar. What we got, Janae? Oh, it's a hard one because I feel like they have Oscar win, but at the same time, Sasha just got the belt. I don't know if they'll have Sasha lose. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Oscar, though. I just don't. But we can all low-key agree 
this match is going to be awesome, right? It's, Can we all buy yeah. on there? It's yeah. going to snap. I'm going to go with Asuka because I feel like Carmella is going to go in the match. And do I'm sick of her. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very, very tired of her diva-esque bullshit. Oh. I was I'm like, on, on SmackDown, she kept saying, is it, it's boss time? It, it, it's boss time? I was like, girl, say something else. No, just I'm say, say something else. Like all you did, you just came out there with a super kit and a diva slam, and, and it's like I'm untouchable. I'm just like girl. Or you, need just have some, you need to just have someone come and touch your ring gear because I'm tired of seeing that. I actually like her ring gear to be honest with look you. Like someone look like someone wrapped her up in a fruit roll up and just cut out the the thighs and the arms. You no, I heard there was a shortage <laughs> of fruit roll ups and now I know why. Stop. <laughs> no, and I love fruit roll-ups. I couldn't find a cherry fruit roll-up to save my life in the store, and now and I you know, know why. It's, you it's know all Corey's alimony and child support. That's why Carmella can't get another thing of ring gear. Stop it! Stop it! No, I'm going Oscar. I'm going Oscar. I'm going. I'm going Sasha. I'm gonna go Sasha. Um, are you going Sasha clean though? I think mm. Sasha's gonna win. I I don't know if I mean Sasha's kind of teetering on. She's a tweener between a a um a face and a and a bad guy. So I don't know, but I I do think Sasha's Sasha's gonna win. I'm gonna give that W to Sasha. Um, let's go to the women's Survivor Series match. Who's gonna win overall as a team? Well, who do you think is going to outlast the team? Not the sole survivor of Survivor Series, but the sole survivor of their team. So, uh, uh, I don't think Bailey's going to. I think Bailey's going to be one that, like, the first person gone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's like, ah, like the way she was acting. I'm like, bitch, Survivor Series is Sunday. Like, you can't be walking around doing this kind of shit. Like, you ain't MJF. Shut the fuck up, Kara. They will not take your coupon. <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie though. Bailey's character, she's Bailey's character. I'm talking in K Faith people. Not act not Pam. Not best friend Pam. I'm talking not about best Bailey. Friend Pam. Best friend Pam. Bailey's character is such an asshole and I love it. She is. <laughs> she's I, such can't a watch, <laughs> I can't watch wrestling with my husband because like Go look at us on Twitter because most of the tweets I did last night were from him. Um, when she stood, when she stood, when she came out acting like he did, Daryl's like, oh, he, eh, what did he say? She goes, oh, he said like, yeah, it looks like she had like one too many Zimas, and I'm like, fucking Zima, really? And then she, and then she, and then she jumped up on the announcer table acting like an idiot. <laughs> I'm the queen of Applebee. <laughs> <laughs> just go read the tweet. I can't. Oh, like he, she, he said when she jumped up on the announce table, he goes like, "Oh, I know a short inner monologue is. I'm the queen of Applebee's." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Bailey is such a dick and it's fucking hilarious oh you should hear what he said about corbin because like he comes out and he hadn't watched wrestling with me in a while because of his job and he goes is he still doing this king bullshit i said yeah and he hey, goes I rather... go ahead oh uh, he's like he goes he's still doing this king bullshit i said yeah they didn't have king of the ring this year 
And then he's like, he just goes off on Baron Corbin. He can't fucking st- he can't stand his character. None of us stand his character. Hey, before Baron Baron Corbin came out, like he just came off a shit from Applebee's, and now he's coast playing Knights of the Round Table. So that's kind of a step up, I guess. <laughs> Don't act like when he first came out, he didn't look like someone who just got off his shit from Applebee's and took off his work shirt and got in the ring. Yeah, but now he looks like he he upgraded to uh, medieval times. He's a cosplayer. He just came from his cosplay and just had a turkey date. Don't insult cosplayers. No, like Baron Gorbin comes out and Daryl's like, so they don't, when's King of the Ring next time? I said, oh, they didn't have King of the Ring this year. And he's like, so they're still fucking new with this? I said, yeah. Yeah. And he went until the next year. And I asked, he goes, I go, what the fuck is he wearing? Because he's like, the only one who looks good in this match. I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing? And he goes, which one? Because like everybody (laughs) in that whole match. And, uh, Then it's like, he just yelled out of nowhere when it comes to Corbin. I'm sorry, babe, I love you. He screams out of nowhere with Corbin. He goes, I am the ruler of all seven of you, is what he says as he comes home and yells at his seven cats. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I married him, because he can make me laugh. (laughs) He's on it, he's on it. But, um, okay, so all... Uh, yeah, um, all joking aside, um, I think just based on the talent alone, I think it's going to come down, to, it's going to come down to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's either going to come down to Ruby, but I really think it's going to come down to Bianca's going to be the sole survivor for SmackDown. What say you, Janae? Um, I'm going to say SmackDown's going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Lana is going to be the sole survivor of Raw, though. Ooh, that is doing more than her, with her than just putting her through tables. Like, I'm tired of Nia doing that. I think this whole putting her through tables and all that, there has to be some kind of payoff. And I think the payoff's going to be Survivor Series, where she's going to be the sole survivor of Raw. She's not going to, Raw's not going to win. It's going to be SmackDown that wins. But I think something's going to happen um, on that match where every lane is, everyone's going to be like, oh shit, Lana, okay. And she's going to be the sole survivor. Um, and I, but I think SmackDown's going to win. Because I don't see them having Lana win SmackDown unless it's like some weird shit that they did with um, the match where she, where she got to face Asuka where she, like, got beat the hell up and sat outside the ring for a while and then came in with the roll-up in one. They uh, might, they might gonna, do that. I'm going to say Team Raw. And I know that this is going to be a showcase for Bianca, for sure. However, I do think Bianca is probably going to get sneak attacked and eliminated and I think somebody else from Team Raw, Team SmackDown, is going to survive. And Lana is going to be able to pick up the win off of them. <clears throat> yeah, I, I will say, I go ahead. I just feel, I've got a feeling that this is all done to help Lana be go, go over number one. And number two, she, she first of all, Lana needs it. Mm. Let's just let's just be real. I I'm there's no way I'm gonna be put through a table almost ten times and not have nothing to look forward to. 
There has to be a payoff. There has to. So yeah. to me, the only thing that makes sense is Team Raw is gonna win because of her. I so I will. I feel like I will say I will stick with my choice. Uh, see now you're making sense. Since damn it, Tiff. I'm telling you. I'm going to stick with Team Raw. Even if I'm wrong, I'll be happy because I prefer SmackDown to Raw anyway. I always have. So I don't mind if SmackDown wins and Bianca is the sole survivor of that team or just of Smack of Raw, of the Survivor Series, period. I don't mind that. I think that's awesome. But I have the feeling that they're giving Lana this platform and they're about to push her through. And the way they're going to do it is through Survivor Series. Because now that you're talking about it, to me, it wouldn't make sense for her to go through all those tables just to be the sole survivor and still not win for the Team Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? I'm going to go with Team Raw. I think what's going to happen is something's going to happen. Lana's going to be the sole survivor. She's going to get like, and then someone's going to be celebrating in the ring thinking they won. Lana's going to come in, get the win for Team Raw, and then yep. on Monday, Nia's going to go through a table. I hope so. Here's what I think is going to happen. Like, Ceylon is the sole survivor of Raw, okay? She doesn't get the job done. Nia tries to do it. Lana snaps. She finally stops being a fucking pushover and a crybaby. And she goes aggro. <laughs> That's, I'd be like, okay, bitch. Like, you, you, the, you the girls who, like, throw off the heels and then you pick them. No. They don't kick off the heels. They do this thing where they know how to kick their foot, where the heel comes off, and they catch it in midair, and then they stab you in the eye with the stiletto while you're still watching them do it. Like, you have no time to react. (laughs) That's what I want to (laughs) see. That is not happening. Yeah, I'm going to go with Raw. I feel like what mine... I'm going to go with Raw. I'm going to change my thing and go with Raw. But I think what should happen is Nia Jax is going to put Lana through a table, but instead of her doing the Simone drop through the table... She's going to jump on top of the table with Lana, put her on her shoulders. Lana's going to, like, elbow her out, and then she's going to do the whole diva slam thing through the table to Nia. That's what should happen. They yeah. don't need to do any more diva shit anymore. I'm tired of I don't, that. I don't know what it's called. Is it a face buster? I don't know what it's called. They call it the Bella Buster. Yeah, the Bella Buster. I think she might end up – I feel like at some point, Nia Jax has to go through the table or something like that. She got to get her come up on Naya. Yeah, I'm going to change it to Raw. I'm going to go with Raw. Tiff made sense. I'm going to go with Raw. And watch me be wrong. Ah! <laughs> I'm still saying it's it's going to be tough and, and SmackDown's going to win just based if, on based on it alone. If I'm wrong, I'm cussing you out, Tiff, and I'm going to give you a hug of Alexis and give you your flowers. See, that's some bullshit, because I always give Alexis her flowers when she be right. Her and Nicole. You ain't shit, Janae. You ain't shit. Anyway. Oh, hateful ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the Men's Survivor Series. Team Raw versus SmackDown. Who's on who? Like, Team Raw has Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Team SmackDown has Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. Why do they have to have two of my favorites? I'm going Team Raw. I'm going Team Raw. 
I don't like Team SmackDown. I don't think it's an accurate representation of SmackDown's best. And I hate, I hate the team. So as much as I would love for SmackDown to win, I'm going to go for Team Raw. They did too much showcasing for Team Raw imploding all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they're going to lose. They barely showed anything with Team SmackDown. I don't know who's on Team SmackDown. Um, so, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis are on Team SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, Janae, no. You know what, Janae? You fucking mm. deserve this because you had this coming because you did not tell me about Drew. How the fuck did Otis get picked for Survivor <clears throat> Series? <clears throat> I didn't even watch SmackDown Friday, so that's all on Janae. I posted it in the chat. In the podcast chat, I posted the thing about them originally going with Big E, but they decided to go, uh, they did, they changed it and decided to go with Otis. Yep. And you're telling me. Yep. He could have had a team with Big E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they put Otis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with it. I'd rather them have put Big E. On the team, because I feel like they could have used Big E more than Otis. My thing I'm thinking is because since they took the money in the bank off of Otis and gave it to and had Miz have it, they gave it, they gave Otis um, that slot. Again, I don't agree with it. I'd rather have Big E because Big E makes more sense to be on the team than Otis does. But I don't know. For some reason, the original plan was for Big E to be on the team. He was supposed to have a match, a qualifying match. I don't know with who, but he was supposed to have a qualifying match to secure to secure his spot on the team. But last minute changes on Friday Night SmackDown this past Friday, the people backstage, the producers or whoever changed it and went with Otis. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't agree how they chose the teams. Um how they did the teams for Raw and SmackDown. It seemed like on SmackDown, you had a qualifying match or it was just given to you. Like Natalia had to do three, no, four qualifying matches um, to get picked on the team. And they just threw Bailey and Otis on there. And then, so I don't know what they were doing, but that's, that's just what they did. And here's my thing, Natalia, if you're listening and the writers, can we make Things make sense how Natalia in the beginning was like, you know, hey, you should fight for your spot. And then on the next Friday SmackDown, Adam Pierce was going to just give you the slot. And you said you didn't want the slot. You wanted to work for the slot. And then the very next SmackDown, you're mad and upset that Adam Pierce didn't give you the slot like he wasn't trying to do it last week. Can we make things make sense? All right, go no. ahead. But no, uh, I don't it's know. De- it, I don't know. It, why. And that makes no sense. And I'm sorry. And I liked heavy machinery. And I like, you know, I don't know if it's just because I like heavy machinery. Otis with Tucker, or I just liked heavy machinery. But how much longer? And I'm not trying to tear down anybody, civil society, or anybody says that. Got the fuck up right now. How much longer? <laughs> no, I just want to know. And I'm asking you guys this too. How much longer can they keep doing stuff with Otis? Until he starts getting backlash. No, not much. I say a couple months. If they're, 
The thing is, like I was saying before, they had no plan for Otis to win for after Otis won Money in the Bank. And I do remember I was like, Otis is going to win. And everyone was like, no, he's not. I'm like, trust me, they're going to give it to Otis because of this whole Mandy Otis storyline with Sonya and um, uh, what's his name from Family Guy? Giggity, giggity. Um, Quagmire? Yeah, and Quagmire. So that. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so that whole thing was hot at the moment. That whole thing was hot at the <laughs> the whole thing was hot at the moment. And then he was in the money in the bank match. And they were like, Oh, Alex the Black, Ray Mysterio. And I'm just like, no, if you see how everything I was like, they're gonna give it to Otis because it's the hottest thing, but they don't have a plan for him. They don't know what they're gonna do with him. They're just giving it to him because that's the cool thing to do in the moment. So they gave it to him and they realized, oh, we don't have anything for him because let's be real. If he was to cash in the money in the bank, he's not mm-hmm. going to get that. They're not going to give him the belt. It's more believable to give it to the Miz because, it'd be like, OK, he might be able to cash in. So I think they should have just gave it to him from the fucking beginning. Exactly. They should have gave it to him. So I think with this whole Big E thing, again, Big E was slated to be in the match. He literally had a qualifying match that got scrapped and then they just handed it to Otis. I feel like this is another thing of trying to keep Otis in the spotlight because Vince McMahon is very high on Otis, just not high enough to keep him with the the briefcase. Briefcase, yeah, obviously. See yeah, that, but here's the example because you broke up New Day to give Big E a singles push. You have a prime opportunity to put him in a match. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that, Otis? <laughs> It's no shade to Otis. I'm not dogging him. Quite they frankly, really I think he worked better as a tag team with with Tucker than splitting them apart. You know they're not going to do well being split up. It's just, that, and that's not even trying to go after nobody. Just look at it from the perspective of just being real. They are better together than they are yeah. apart. That they is the same thing with New Day. Like I love, I love heavy machinery because I love heavy machinery because they work well together and they can play off well together. So when I would see their promos, I thought they were funny because they worked well together. And it's just like I, I don't know. They're trying to maybe put Otis and Otis in the IC title run, Big E in the IC title run. But for um, Survivor Series, they should put they should have put Big E in there. Big E. When you look at the team, Big E makes more sense on that team than Otis does. It makes so more sense. Because when I look at it, I feel like Otis is going to be the first one out anyway, either him or Corbin. So who y'all going to pick? I'm going with Raw. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Kevin Owens. I love you. You know, I always love you. You are my murder bear. I really, I love you. But like, you put Otis, if you put Big E on there, that would have probably shown, like, the, the strength you have on SmackDown. But I'm going with Raw, and if Keith Lee better fucking win this thing, or I'm going to be pissed. What about you, Janae? Who are you picking? I'm going with Raw. All right. Let's go to the United States title. Let me tell you right now, I'm picking Sami Zayn. I don't care about this match, honestly. I skipped this one. I want Sami Zayn to win. I mean, I heard some stuff. Heard some stuff. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast. 
I don't think you should say it. No. <laughs> okay. Don't do um, it. <laughs> this, see, I'm, t- I'm torn because I've heard some stuff, which would lead me one way. But then it's one of those how every time I tell you guys some backstage news, stuff that I'm not too sure about, I say grain of salt. And this is one of those grain of salt things. Um, I want to say Bobby Lashley, but I don't want to underestimate Sami Zayn and his Fidel Castro quirky ways. Oh, That's Jesus. what we remind you of. No, really. The way mm-hmm. he's dressed. Yes, like any moment now, he's gonna pop out a cigar and just be like, "Yep, okay, I'm going to murder you all." Like I don't. (laughs) What kind of accent was that? (laughs) I was trying to do a Cuban accent, all right, but I was trying to channel from from I Love Lucy, all right, and a little bit of a little bit of Scarface. I'm trying, all right? Give me some credit. Look, no. every time we tell you about Drew McIntyre, you've been biting our heads off. Oh, ma'am, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> so Wendy's. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have a pick. I, oh, I don't my God. You got to pick somebody. Fine. Bobby Lashley, I don't care. Boo! <laughs> I'm going with Fidel Castro. <laughs> Jesus, don't call him that. All right, I'm going, I'm, I'm going for fucking kefir. Organic <laughs> yogurt. Organic. Organic deodorant. Stop. I'm going for all natural organic vegetables. I'm going for okra. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, um... New Day versus the Street Profits. Oh, this one's going to be hard. I'm going Street Profits. Yeah, I'm going Street Profits. That match is going to be fire. Yes. Oh, think about it. The match with New Day and uh, Cedric and Shelton was fire. Oh, this match was fire. It's going to be fire. That better not be the first match that starts to show I'm pissed. I don't that money it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be Lashley and Zayn to start the show. Or it might not. They may do a little palate cleanser with Lashley and Zayn. Can they be on the can they be on the pre-show? That battle royal's on the pre-show. Oh. This is what I don't understand. They're having a battle royal between it's it's Raw, SmackDown, and I believe NXT, right? Nope. Or is it is this Raw and SmackDown? It's just dual branded. Oh, oh, oh. I don't get that at all because you would have to still eliminate somebody from Raw to win. Yeah, yeah. like, what, wouldn't you just all eliminate all of one person and just have everyone from your brand just like, here's the thing, like, I can understand if there was, like, some kind of stakes. It's yeah. a dual brand battle royal and whoever wins, regardless of what brand you're on, you get something. You, yeah. You, you get to you you get to have a qualifying match with a, like a number one contender spot match or something. There needs yeah. to be something. That's why I also said when it comes to the the Survivor Series five on five, there needs 
make it be something instead of like oh we won so our our smackdown is the best like remember when i told you my idea like whoever wins they get to choose their entry for the royal rumble have something like that like if you're that's what nicole and alexis was telling us last podcast they did whoever was the sole survivor of survivor series usually got the number 30 slot at the royal rumble yeah, so that uh, my idea was, I remember, I, I think I told you this like months and months ago in like on one of your Instagram posts. I was like, have it be whoever the team wins, all five of those members, depending on when they got uh, booted from the match, gets to pick their spot. So if you got booted from the match first and you're on the winning team, you can pick one through six. The next person picks like seven through 12. The next person picks 12 through 18. The next person picks 18 through 24. And the next person picks 25 through 30. They get to choose their spots. Make it like, make them want to win, not just because they can say they're the best brand, because they're actually fighting to have a spot in the Royal Rumble. That makes sense. Some reason I'm saying New Day. You going New Day? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I love Street Profits, but something's telling me to go New Day. Well, those are all the matches for Survivor Series, and we all know there's probably going to be a little tidbit towards the end to give Undertaker his 30th anniversary farewell. This is his final farewell. If you don't know, Undertaker did debut at Survivor Series 30 years ago, so this is his final 37th, 11th farewell. Can can I just can I just say something about this yep. real quick? Go ahead. Okay. So. Again, I was watching SmackDown with my husband last night, and he's been kind of out of the loop because of his new job. And he got really upset when they said, you know, this is like the Undertaker's final goodbye. And he got really, really pissed. I said, what the what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you so mad? And he goes, because he's done this. He retired three years ago and I just looked at him I said what you know like just because I want to hear what he what he has to say and he goes when he got beat by Brock and then he turned and then he got beat by Roman he goes honestly he goes I he hates Lesnar with a fucking passion but like Tiff saw us because we were drunk with that Wrestlemania and when uh, Brock beat Roman, me and him were drunk. We started setting fire to our 2K17 instruction manual. Um, not our not our brightest moment. But um, he goes, you know, when he beat Roman, when Roman beat him and he took off the gloves, he took off the jacket, he, you know, the hat, and he pulled him up and he put him in the in the ring. He goes, that should have been his final goodbye and then he comes back and he goes he goes this is like an emotional roller coaster he goes because we watched that together and you cried like he goes you cried like you didn't know like he goes you cried you were i go yeah because one of my favorite characters is is gone he goes yeah but don't that don't this feel like a slap in your face when it's the next year and John Cena's trying to goat him into doing something in Mania. And he goes, we watched that Mania together, too. And you were so excited because he came back and he did the walking the rope thing, which is always my favorite thing for 
that he did because a guy that big should not have been able to do that. And he goes, you, where, how'd you feel about it? And I said, well, you know, it was cool, but it's kind of weird because, again, emotional roller coaster that I just went on. And he goes, well, babe, you've been on this emotional roller coaster with The Undertaker for three years now or more. He goes, how much more can you take? I said, and to be honest, I can't take much more of this. I'm tired of it. Uh, you know, and I'm like, I'm I'm pissed off because it's just like, and I told I told you guys this, but we did it after we recorded. If there was no Undertaker, I wouldn't have gotten into pro wrestling. And it was just the way that his character was set up and the pageantry with the, the, the smoke and the fire and all the crazy supernatural shit. Like, this should not have gotten over, but it did. And just the way his, this character was, it was just so memorizing, memorizing to me as a kid. And it just stuck with me as an adult. And it's just, it sucks to not only have seen my, one of who I thought as a hero fall so hard when you really get to see them behind the scenes. But it's like, you're taking, oh, and we've, we've talked about this. You're taking away time. And I get it, Undertaker, you, you Mark, whatever, Mr. Callaway, whatever you want to call yourself. You debuted at Survivor Series. That's great. You had probably one of the most perfect records of WrestleMania. Fucking rad, okay? That's something no one can ever take away from you. Why are you taking time away from these matches? Because I'm going to be honest. If these matches are fucking short and he gets 30 goddamn minutes to say goodbye, I'm going to be royally fucking pissed. It's Survivor Series. These matches should not be short. But I, I'm telling you, if the Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn match, we all know that's going to be short. But if, like, uh, Street Profits and New Day short and Austin and Sasha are, is short, I'm going to be pissed because we all know what's coming. You come back, you do the for the Crown Jewel, the, all these Saudi shows, and it's just like, I just, I don't care anymore. And now you're coming back at Survivor Series. Your goodbye should have been the WrestleMania when Roman beat you. That's when they should have started the Roman heel turn. And that's when you should have said goodbye. Right there. You could have had your send off on Raw or SmackDown. Whatever show you fucking wanted. You could have done them on both shows. I don't fucking care. But you're taking, but you're taking away time. From the new class, from the people who've been there, not even the new class, the the very few vets we have that have been there for 10 years like you. You're taking away from that. And I I, I don't and I told Daryl's like, please tell me he's not going to wrestle. I'm like, no, he's not. And then I thought of something and I go and I go, but people want him to wrestle. I'm like, I don't want him to. And I look at Daryl. And my husband's favorite wrestler is Mick Foley. Mick Foley mm-hmm. is his idol. He wanted to be Mick Foley. Like, we always joked about each with each other before we even met each other. Me, him, and our best friend, who we met each other through, were all going to go to ECW and, like, just run roughshod for it, you know? Like, 
that was that like that was our plan like Nick was his idol and he was very excited to meet him like a while back I looked at him I said would you want Mick Foley to wrestle he goes hell no I wouldn't watch Mick Foley wrestle he goes Mick's my boy but there's no way in hell I would ever want to see Mick Foley take another bump as long as he lived he goes he's already probably died a few times he's lost body parts you know, it's like Terry Funk. He offic- like I love Terry Funk. He officially he supposedly retired in 2016. This man is 70 something years old and he's still doing death matches in Japan. I love Terry Funk. I have a lot of respect for that man. But I don't want to see Terry Funk wrestle. I don't want to see Mick Foley wrestle. And I don't want to see Undertaker taking up 30 goddamn minutes taking it away from the men and women who have been coming out here. And I know this sounds like every rant I do. Was like you're taking time away from these men and women who are entertaining us during a pandemic, putting their own health at risk to entertain our ungrateful asses <laughs> every week. True or false? True. You're taking time away from that. And if this was like three years ago when Roman beat him at WrestleMania. And he did the hat and the gloves and he kissing his kids and Michelle or whatever. If he did that, that would have been a great send off. But this, you're going to. No, man, this ain't it. Like, I, I've really lost a lot of like this year is the year that Alexis has lost a lot of respect for a lot of wrestlers. It's just like, come on, man. Like, please don't do, like, a 45-minute goodbye. We know you about your career. We know how bad WCW screwed you over. You know, you just come out, say your goodbye, and leave. And if you say goodbye and leave, fucking mean it this time. That means no more Saudi money. That means no special appearances for at least a fucking year. Damn. Just come out, say goodbye. And leave. We don't need Glenn Jacobs coming here because Mayor Jacobs needs to stay his ass in Knoxville or in Knox County because we got enough shit going on up here. We need him to actually do something, not show up in Orlando. He doesn't need to have all his little, you know, Triple H don't need to come out and do like a eulogy and Shama. No. Like, I will not be surprised if people turn off turn off the TVs because people are not happy that he's taking time away from the show. And I know it sounds like I'm rambling, but it's just like to have respected somebody so much as a kid and to see how they are now as an adult been on this emotional roller coaster for the last three goddamn years. I just can't fucking take it anymore. Well, I can't do nothing but respect that, Alexis. You know? Um... I don't know exactly what they plan on doing, but I really hope that it don't take up much of Survivor Series. Um, I do think he's probably going to get a segment. It's either going to be at the very end or at the middle of the show. And honestly, I understand it. He debuted at Survivor Series. They wanted to give him his send-off at Survivor Series. But 
I don't know. It just toned Survivor Series completely down. And it made it all about him, you know. And that kind of threw a lot of people off. They, like, um, you know, it just made things a little bit more, you know, a little bit harder to understand. And I really, really wish they would, um, in the next year, going into next year, I really wish they would focus on, if they're they're saying, well, we're focusing on building new characters, I really wish they would mean that. And I really wish they would focus on story building, too. What made WWE Hold so- on, guys. I'll be right back. Continue without me. Okay. Sure. Let me see. Where are we at? We're about a minute in. I mean, an hour, an hour in. What made WWE so great back in the day was not just the wrestling. Because when you look at the characters and you look at how Stone Cold wrestled and how um, some of the other guys that we know were great back then, they weren't the greatest wrestlers. But what made their stories, what made their characters so awesome was the fact that they were able to make the stories great. So WWE has to find their way back to that. And I think they this year, even though they weren't as great as they were before, I mean, they weren't great that great last year, but they could have been better this year had they taken this time to really stop and just plan things out. And Survivor Series could have been a launching pad for the next year to move into the new phase of what they can and can't do. I know they were feeling themselves out during the coronavirus because they didn't really know what they could do or what they couldn't do. The virus was holding them back a lot. And I, I get it. I understand. But that shouldn't affect how well you complete storylines and how you execute them and how things look going into these major pay-per-views. At best, the big four should be your best pay-per-views. And with Survivor Series being all about The Undertaker and nobody's caring about these matches, these matches better be fucking great or you're going to have a serious problem on your hands. You're going to have more to worry about than just a bunch of bad boys screaming at you online. Mm-hmm. It's- We're- Where's Andrade? At home with Charlotte? I actually miss him. They could have used him on Team Raw. Like, that could have been, you know. It seemed like Vince wanted all his big boys on that team. If you notice, that whole team is full of big men, except for AJ Styles. Matt Riddle's a tall guy. He's AJ Styles. Got a big ass. And he got a fucking... He's got to be seven foot. Yeah, he's seven foot. Yeah. One or seven feet tall. Jordan is is seven seven foot plus, and he ain't even on the team, but he's a so he's a he's a X factor. But of course, you know, big basic man like a lot of big men. Mm, he's gonna love those big men in prison. I'll tell you that. Child, allegedly, I don't want to go to jail, Alexis. I like I like being home. You know, I. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. <laughs> I just, I just, I hope Survivor Series is fun to watch. That's all I want, because Survivor Series used to be fun. And I feel like, even though you have Survivor Series, we talked about this before, about pay-per-views that we truly loved and want to see back. I liked Bragging Rights. I thought Bragging Rights was a fun pay-per-view 
And it always gave you that kind of, it was like the first step into Survivor Series without it actually being Survivor Series. I just, I'm like, bragging rights just made you go, ooh, they got the one up on this time. But Survivor Series, that's when the shit gonna hit the fan. You feel what I'm saying? They didn't yeah. really claim this. And it just, it makes me sad. It feels like, remember when they did the Becky Charlotte Ronda match at Mania? What was yeah. that? Like, what was it, a year ago? Was it a year ago? I want to say it was um year before last year, a year ago. So last year. Okay. So it, it just seems to me like they focus so much on Taker retiring. If you wanted to make it such a big deal, why didn't you have him retired retire the Survivor Series after he lost to Roman? Right. That would have made more sense. But he didn't because he, he wasn't retiring then. Well, then why did you go through this whole emotional aspect, Mark, about putting the hat, the gloves, yeah, the key symbols of the Undertaker in the middle of that goddamn ring? Yep. Turn your back, walk up that ramp, and raise your arm up. Why? Why did you go through all that? Just to come back for the Saudi shows. And like, I don't get it. Like, you, if, if he had retired at that Survivor Series, no one would have said differently. That I would have been like, okay, cool. Taker's retiring. Let's have a cry session. You and Nicole would have made fun of me. And then we would have been around our merry little ways. True or false? True. Okay. But now you've dragged this out for three fucking years. Mm-hmm. Like, when when is enough enough? And it just, like, we've talked about this before on the show, where you have the older generation that just can't let go. And I think Undertaker is one of those guys. He just can't let go. He ain't got no choice. He, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're going to start seeing an, a mass influx, but we're going to start seeing these guys who've been in the WWE for so long, or even ex-WWE guys who are in other promotions. They're going to start cutting back they're gonna start not wanting to be in the main spotlight you know as they should but it's like rick flair okay i was at rick flair's last match in wwe when he retired it was it was at mania it was in orlando not a well besides a little 15 year old bitch i wanted to dump my 20 dollar nachos on but then again they were 20 dollar nachos i ain't wasting them but <laughs> Everyone, it was like real emotional moment, okay? And then I kick myself for not going to the Raw afterwards because, you know, the last cup, like the last segment of Raw was everyone coming out, telling Rick thank you. He got to do his little speech. And then Taker came out 
and he knelt down by Flair, and he did that cool shit. Like, that was not even... Apparently, Mark decided to do that at last minute, so no one was really expecting it. So, okay. Rad. Love that. You've waited three fucking years. Could you imagine if Ric Flair had his final match at Mania, and we had to wait three fucking years for his official retirement ceremony? Ciao. He'd be dead by then, probably. But the thing is, too, but Ric Flair knew that he couldn't keep going. And and I, I don't really care for Michelle McCool, but I do I do respect what she says. She said he comes home, he says, Oh, this is my last time. And she's like, eh, okay, whatever. Because she knows he's not telling the truth. She's right. well aware of that. And it's just like at some point, you've just gotta be like. This isn't my bag anymore. Undertaker could make Undertaker could do a lot better. Like ESPN reports on WWE stuff and wrestling stuff. He could be an analyst on there and talking about it on there. Uh, he could do his own podcast like Booker T's doing. He can open up another school if he already has one. He could do so much outside of WWE. And he could still work within the confines of WWE. He'll be great because, first of all, Undertaker's not is not the type of guy who's just going to let Vince tell him what to do. No. He's an older generation. He respects him, of course, from what he says and how what he got from him, his character, his whole career. Sure, he's well aware of that. But here's the thing. Undertaker has a bit more pull than most of the, has more pull than most of the people in the back. So if, let's imagine if Undertaker's on the production or on creative you got a whole other situation going on, and you got a guy who's from an era that most people want to see. We want to see a combination of the new shit and the old shit, and you make something new. If Undertaker's back there, he could push forward a narrative that may or not get through if he wasn't there. Right. Or send him send him to the PC and help him with God knows we need it. Have him go down to the PC and help them with character development. Do do something. But, like, I don't want to see you. I don't know if it's just the, the emotional roller coaster that I'm just ready to get off, like my husband says. Like, like my husband said last night, like, he read my ass really good on this. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. But, like, he he made a good point. He's just like, uh, all right, what did he also said? He said something like, you know, do we want to do we want to see? He goes, well, what's another one of your favorite wrestlers? I said, Stone Cold. Stone Cold was the shit growing up for me. He goes, okay, do you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day when he was, you know, fucking, you know, stunning Vince McMahon and, you know, just causing all kinds of chaos and shit? I said, yeah, that's the one I want to see. He goes, well, would you want to see? Or I mean, it's not exact verbatim of what we said, but then he goes. Would you want to see Stone Cold wrestle now? I said no, because even when Stone Cold shows up to do a stunner, my knees hurt for him. Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't want to see the old guy. I mean, that's why the everyone's like, oh, the Bella Twins are coming back, bitch. The Bella Twins have came out and said we cannot keep up with these girls who are coming in now. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Now I saw Bree and Nikki 
both they did an interview and this was after they gave birth to those two beautiful babies that they had and you know I'm not a Bella Twins fan either so I'd rather they stay where they are but Brie was like I would love to come back for another run those tag team titles are right in our niche that's where we wanted to be years ago but they didn't have that and I'm just like Jesus Mary and Joseph again you have Mm, how can I say this without getting the ire of the fucking bell? Ah, fuck it. So you're going to have these two old hoes come back. I don't care at this point. You're going to have these two hoes come back and you're going to have them bury a division that is already pretty fucked enough as it is to the point where they have the tag team champions staying on one fucking show. Well, Unless they're Sasha and Bailey. But you're going to come back and have Nikki with her neck hanging by a fucking thread. Damn. Look, let them come at me. What the fuck? They've already came at me once this year. What's the point of them coming back at me again? I don't give a shit. You're right. You're right. So, like, you're going to have them come back. And you're going to have them go up against someone like Shayna Baszler. You're going to have someone them, them go up against someone like Bianca Belair, Nia Jax, Dan, uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton Royce, you're, Lacey Evans to an extent, mm-hmm. because that bitch ain't been doing nothing lately. But you're going to have them come back. And you're going to have them go up against... Not even the girls who are there right now. Just, just think of this. You're going to have them try to form a tag team to go up against the Riot Squad, against Nia and Shayna. Uh, who's another tag team? You're going to have, and we know Rhea is coming up. Rhea's got to yeah. be, be called up. Yeah. So you're going to have the Bella Twins go up against the likes of Bianca Belair mm-hmm. and Rhea fucking Ripley. Ooh. Hello, 911. I like to I like to show a murder that is about to happen. <laughs> like, could no, you that's not going to be structured to benefit the Bellas if they were to come back? Now, I, I'll be honest. I'll tell you this. I don't know how old that video was, but from what I saw, it looked to be relatively new, and from an interview that they had had recently, and I was just like. I'm not okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice about it. You so went straight for the jugular. I'm gonna since we have to we have to play it from all sides, I'm gonna say y'all gonna play devil's advocate since Nicole's not here for her sake. For the sake of Nicole and for the sake of the devil's advocate play, Nicole Nikki and Brie Bella were the were the two people who you would expect during their era to be the women's tag team champions if they were going to do it then they should have given it to them because they were the two legitimate tag teams at the time given the fact that nikki has the situation with um what is that the cyst on her brain or whatever that is that's going on with her that's horrible i don't i don't want anything to happen to anybody i may not like 
your wrestling or care for, you know, the things, you know, that you do in the ring, that may not be, or your character work, that may not be my bag, but I'm still, I'm still human enough to understand that that's a separation of who you are and you're not, that's not you. I'm fine with that. I don't care for the Bellas like that. And I know Alexis is just like me. She's like, the Bellas just aren't my bag. I just don't, I just don't care for their brand of wrestling. But you, you said it though, their era. Yeah. This isn't their era anymore. It is when Vince McMahon says it is. So you're going to have. Where we are, we're at a point where we're just like, let the new guys come in. If you're all about building new stars, build new stars. But when they see the Bellas, they see dollar signs. All they see is all of the Bella army with their eyes on WWE. That's all they care about. And so because Bellas were the backbone of the division for years, which they didn't have to be, because they very well could have made Beth Phoenix the backbone and Natalia the backbone and Melina the backbone. And you had all those women that were funneled in and out of WWE and you still put the Bellas at the top of the mountain. I don't care what anybody says. I, I think that was a mistake. I think it was stifling and it kept the division down. You did not give those women an opportunity and they could have really succeeded if you had a gave them the opportunity. You waited until you bring up the girls from NXT because then that's when you realize that women in the in the in the world after that Sasha and Bailey match that took over they was like oh well you know maybe the women can make us money never mind the fact that throughout this pandemic two women have been carrying that company on their entire back yeah so I'm just gonna say this you have Bianca Belair yeah who apparently Vince is very high on, okay? Yeah, he likes her a lot. Can you imagine our patron saint of badassness, Bianca Belair, <laughs> losing to a Bella twin due to the Bella Buster? All hell will break loose. I will burn down that fucking PC in the fucking Thunderdome. I don't care where the fuck it is. I will burn that shit to the ground and then piss on the ashes just for fun. Jesus Christ. Like, that's, like, are they really going to do that? We know Rhea Lasso. It's Rhea Lasso because you got, like I said, Nikki has a situation with what's going on with her physically. And even though, yes, technically she can go and have her neck repaired the way um, Edge has his repaired, that took a lot of time and effort. That's not the same thing when it comes to the cyst on her brain and all that other stuff. I'm, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm going to say I think it's a cyst because I don't want to misdiagnose or say something wrong, and that's not necessarily true, okay? But I do remember her saying that something was wrong with her in terms of her brain, something being on that and then also her neck so just because of that like I just to me the danger of it is where I would leave because you have children you're not just wrestling and you know it's not just you anymore you have children Bree has two kids and you have one you don't know and it's like you guys have lives outside of WWE now and to me even though you see something that you should have been able to do when you were there it's not always meant for you 
So you just have Look. to push on and move forward. If you guys are the mentors to this new generation, then the best thing you could do is show them how to move on and have lives outside of WWE, which to their credit, the Bellas have done very well. They capitalized on being famous in the WWE. They used that aspect of the WWE to bolster their personal fame, which to me is smart. I have no I have no qualms with that. You got to be able to live after WWE is over cuz once that money rolls in, you got to learn from your elders. The guys who were there before you, most of them are broke. They cannot take care of themselves. They don't have health insurance, so they cannot go to the doctor and be healed. Y'all remember back in that couple of years back, Jason Snake had to go and have his fans pay for his surgery. They had to set up a yeah. whole GoFundMe Kickstarter for him so he can get help. It's not easy to work in this type of um, industry. And you have to be able to be smart about your money and invest in, in businesses so that you can sustain your livelihood outside of the company. That's why they have stuff like Birdie B and their wine. And they have the executive producer rights to Total Divas. And they have... Um, their podcasts, and they have so many other things that they dibble and dabble in. They make money off of appearances. You know, Nikki Bella was on Dancing with the Stars. That's how she met her her um, future husband. So it's a whole thing that they've been able to do, and they've capitalized on. They've they they've used that to make themselves have a living outside of the company. And at the bare minimum, that is what you show the younger generation that you're capable of. Yes, you are living your dream and you're making money, but you also have to be smart about how you're going to survive after it's over. You need a contingency plan. And in that aspect, they have shown the girls in the back how you bolster yourself. Most of these new girls coming in, new guys coming in, they're not coming in with no dumbass um, incentive of just being a superstar. They understand that in this world, you got to have multiple streams of income. They know that this is a brand. I got to be able to build my brand. So I got to work towards that. If you look at Karrion Cross and Scarlet right now, they definitely can be a brand outside of WWE based off of their look, the way that they've structured their characters and creative and creative. Everything that they've done is a stepping stone. It's a strategic move. And that's how you always have to operate. So they, as, as the older generation is ushering their way out. And just like Randy Orton is doing right now, he's putting over other superstars. He's making sure that guys like Drew have solidified their places in history. They've also solidified their place at the top. Roman is solidifying his place so that he can be the next guy to roll the next dude in because that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. And that's what Alexis is saying when she goes back to The Undertaker retiring when you are using up time and space on the pay-per-views, you could be having matches with characters who are built and ready to roll. But because you're so concerned about being the undertaker and because WWE too, because they have to allow it. They're the ones pushing it. When you're only concerned about him and using his star power, you stifle the, the, the business and you stifle the potential of others who are trying to come in and get their chance. And look, I'm not a total hateful bitch 
believe it or not, I'm actually a decent person. <laughs> you know, Why you say it like that? Oh, well, no, because I know it's going to happen. And it's like, look, Bella Army, fucking chill. I already had enough of your shit this year. <laughs> I don't hate the Bella twins. I just think it's time for them. They need to stop saying, oh, we want to come back. We want to come back. Nikki has a very serious medical condition. She is a mother now. And it's kind of the same thing with Daniel Bryan, why he's on his way out. Yeah. He he needs to be there for his kids. And he wants to be able to do stuff with his kids as they get older. He wants to be at least able to move his neck when he's in his 50s to see what his kids are doing. Yeah. And I'm not saying, because I'm a mom myself, I'm not saying, oh, you need to stop because you're a mother. You need to think about are you like doing this you have a very serious medical problem yes it can be taken care of surgery but you don't need to worry about getting back in a ring you need to focus on being a mother not only healing from the fact that a tiny human was evacuated from your body wow well, you know, uh, you 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 have kill the visual Jesus. Kill the well, visual. All, right. all I'm just saying is this: she needs to worry more about herself and her child and her family instead of getting back in the ring. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I believe moms should not be able to do anything outside the home because I'm fucking living proof of that you know, or, or anything like that, trying to be rude, but they don't, her, they don't need to worry about the WWE. WWE is in good hands. Okay. Please they me. don't need to worry about that. May I, <laughs> you know, she, she needs to worry about being there for her kid as her kid grows up because yeah, you want to come back all it takes. Cause your neck. Uh, and I mean, we always make fun of this. Her neck is hanging by a, literally by a goddamn thread. So any, and one wrong move, I don't even want to think about it. So you, you want to put your, your kid through this because you're not ready to hang up the boots. That's just what it comes down to. And it's the same thing with the undertaker. Like you're you're not ready to hang up the boots, but we don't need you anymore. And as much as that hurts to say, Ooh. we really don't. She right. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it it sucks and it hurts, and I think a little part of me just died just now. Damn. But it's, it's the truth. Like we you. Did you has the taker do great things? Yes, he fucking did great things. He set up a lot, you know. He like, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Undertaker, half these fucking wrestlers out here with like the crazy ass personas and doing the theatrical shit, I don't think it would it's the it would be there, but people wouldn't be paying attention to it as much for like with Taker doing it, you know? Yeah, but it's like Taker is a dad possibly a grand i think he's a grandfather oof did he have a a child with his first wife sarah 
I don't no, don't think so. Hang on, I'm gonna check. Because all of his kids are young with the with Michelle. I don't think he has any grandkids yet. Let me see. Let me see what it says. He's got one, two, three, four kids. All of them are with Michelle. Uh, let me see here. Gunner Vincent Calloway. Uh, no, apparently Michelle's his third wife. There's a woman named Jody. Damn. Jody Lynn. <laughs> and she was married to Undertaker from 1989 to 1999. Oh. So when did Sarah come in? Because he had Sarah tattooed on his neck for a long time. Hold on, let me see here. God, I love Google. Yes. All right, so. American professional wrestler. Okay, widely regarded, blah, blah, blah. We know that. God, I keep forgetting Taker is a re- natural redhead. Yeah. Da, da, da. Okay, what's up here? Okay, so his first wife, Jody Lynn. Oh, she's, Taker's got a thing for blondes. She's gorgeous. Yeah, well, kind of figured that. Okay, so he married his first wife. His first son was born in 1993, and he has since graduated from college. So he has kids with his first wife, because I thought Sarah was his first wife. Yeah. But he has a son with his first wife, and then he has three with Michelle? Well, hold on, I'm looking. Okay, second wife is Sarah. Yeah. Okay, Mark William Calloway. Uh, she was married to him about seven years. Wow, real conservative. She looks like the kind. You know what? Conservative women all look the same. They're always like dating some biker dude, and they are wearing like shotgun and Budweisers as they're going down the interstate with no helmets on. And yeah. now it's like if you mention the word beer, they like faint. Okay. They look at the biker dude going to church, and he's a deacon on the deacon board. Wait a minute. How old was she when they got married? I don't, I don't want to know all that. <laughs> Hold on. No, something just caught my eye. I just want to know if you got kids with her. Okay, so she was born. She was born in 1977. <laughs> they walked down the aisle on July 21st, 2000, 2000, which was on the special occasion of her 23rd birthday. He was 23. How old was Undertaker then? In his 30s? Probably. Despite, despite being parents of two daughters... From their marital relationship, they separated on August 25th, 2007. So they have two kids together. Right. So Taker's got a kid from his first marriage. He has, so he has a son from his first marriage. He, he has two daughters from the second marriage. Right. Oof. And then he yeah, seems like someone who would be at a Trump rally. Oh my God. Chase, okay, so it says one of the Undertaker's daughters has an account on Twitter where she stated that she is the daughter of the Undertaker and she'll block anyone who disrespects her. Well, it seems like she's using her father's fame quite a bit. I don't care. 
<laughs> I just don't. I know. He, he, he would be. He could be a grandfather. Is the point? I was just. I was just trying to figure it out. I thought all his kids were with Michelle because they never really say that he has kids with his first wife, and I didn't even know he had a wife prior to her. But it seems like Undertaker has a tendency to leave relationships really, really, because he got divorced in '99 and got married in 2000. It's relatively quick. Okay, so Michelle McCool. 2010, he married former wrestler Michelle McCool. When did he divorce Sarah, though? 2007. Hmm. That was a little bit of time, didn't we? So the couple's first child was born on in 2012. Yeah, oh my God, she looks just like his other two wives. Ew. Taker's, right. Taker's got a type. <laughs> I think we need to close out the show. <laughs> I'm just reading. <laughs> Knowledge is power. She's stupid. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Can you join our Ramble of Survivor series? <laughs> and the tunnel is over into Undertaker's lovely three wives. So. Well, that's, that's why he's got to be wrestling so long. He got alimony payment. I cannot. I'm not. I'm not doing this. One of them. One of them is his current wife, which is Michelle McCool. The other two of them is exes. So, congratulations to Undertaker for celebrating 30 years in the WWE or in wrestling period. We we appreciate your contribution to wrestling. We hope you're gonna rest and and allow yourself to have this break permanently. I know. I'm gonna say rest in peace. No, I'm not gonna do that. Cause <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. You. I hope you guys enjoy Survivor Series tomorrow, and we're gonna go because we've been doing this for quite some time. So, peace. Bye. Hey, what's up, everybody? So that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We appreciate every single one of our listeners, and we thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. So this is Survivor Series. We're going to make sure we cover Survivor Series in terms of the results. We are going to give you guys a little bit of a War Games recap when War Games comes out. But after that, we are going on our break. Christmas is coming up, of course, and we've got New Year's. And of course, you've got the whole new vibe of 2021 coming in. We pray to God that that is going to be a better year than 2020 was. We really, really want to make sure that we can provide you with the best content. And in order to do that, we all need to be recharged and refreshed. And of course, we all have lives. So we're taking a nice little hiatus till mid-January when we come back. We'll make sure we come back bigger, bolder, and better than ever for all of you guys who love our, our, our podcast. Now, don't forget there are other ways to keep in contact with us. We will be still active on our Twitter and Instagram. You can always contact us there. We will continue to report news that comes out via Instagram and our Twitter. So do not pray. We are not going anywhere on that account. Now, 
with everything else being said, Nicole and I, as well as Alexis and Janae, are a part of the We Love West Wrestling Network. So occasionally we may be featured on there. So look out for us on We Love Wrestling. And if you're looking for some great podcasts, I can give you a couple that you can listen to and truly enjoy. All right. So you can go to those wrestling girls. They focus more on the women's side of wrestling, but they have a great podcast for you to listen to. You can also get to Black Wrestling Alliance. They focus on the black wrestlers, African-American wrestlers, and everybody in between that wrestles. And they happen to be, you know, part of the brother and sisterhood. Black Wrestling Alliance, make sure you know who they are and they give you a full rundown of what they're capable of in ring, indie, big mainstream, whatever you got, they can give it to you. And Jobber Tears, they cover everything. So make sure you guys check out all of those podcasts and make sure you continue to listen to ours. If something big happens, we'll make sure we come back here and give you guys our opinion on it and report on it. And as I said before, we will be giving you guys a nice little review of war games. So make sure you guys keep following us on social media at down for the count 19 is our Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast is our Instagram. And you can follow us at down for the count 19 on our Tiki Talkies. <laughs> we do have a TikTok. Follow us there. And if you want to follow our blog, which is where we will continue to review all of the shows, make sure you guys hit us up in our DMs on our Instagram. Our blog is there for you guys to see. And I'll make sure I keep linking the blog post in our description so you can see our blog post as well. I'll see you guys in our next episode of Down for the Count. Thank you so much for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of you. Bye now.